Foursquare and Factual merged to create Location Powerhouse, and Pinterest is finding success in economic downturn. It's Monday, April 13th, 2020. All of that's coming up along with the week's news quick hits on episode 402 of Brave Ad World. New consumers. New media new strategies. This is Brave Ad World. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 402 of Brave Ad World, the official podcast of BraveAdWorld.com, which combines actionable insights with some of the latest headlines in social media and digital marketing news. Every week or close to it, I take the top stories, provide a recap, and then share insights as to what those stories might mean to us as marketers. My name is Taylor Wickert, and yes, we have a couple of things to talk about this week, so let's dive right into it and talk about Foursquare. So, Foursquare has been far from a location-based social network for a while, and that became even truer this week when Foursquare and Factual merged to create the leading location-based tech company in the market. The name of the company, it's still going to be Foursquare, with Factual's founder and leadership joining Foursquare's. The companies, unfortunately, they're, they're quite similar. So the merger, it's going to come with layoffs to eliminate redundancies, which is unfortunate given all that's going on in the economy right now. But what the move does is it solidifies one of the greatest social platform pivots of of this era. Foursquare, they launched as a location-based social network, encouraging people to share their locations with their friends in order to earn badges and mayorships. The company has been through several changes, including the launch of Swarm and a city guide app that sort of competed with Yelp. But beyond those two efforts, Foursquare has built a location API and SDK, allowing others to tap into its trove of location data. Factual, on the other hand, they've been all about leveraging location data to inform ad targeting and measurability. So these two platforms together, they create what's really an advertising and data powerhouse that that certainly gives the Facebook Google duopoly a run for its money. And coming into a recession, advertising, it's, it's likely going to be under an even greater microscope from a targeting and measurement standpoint. So this merger, it really positions the new Foursquare as a viable player to deliver on both of those targeting and measurement needs. All right, let's talk next about Pinterest. So social distancing, it really seems to have nothing on Pinterest as it released new features and updated its guidance for shareholders. So let's talk about the new features first. Now retailers will be able to do more when it comes to enabling shopping on its platform, especially shopping for small businesses. Helping small businesses, helping small business, it's it's up three times from where it was two weeks ago as a search term on the platform. So people are actively looking on Pinterest on how they can help small pinch small small businesses. So so what's Pinterest doing? Well, it introduced a new shop tab as part of its search project product, and that allows users to filter their searches for in-stock products around whatever their query happens to be. Users can add additional filters like brand and price. In addition, users will start to see shoppable pins in boards that they've created for home decor or fashion, and that's going to allow them to take action sort of immediately around some of the things that they've curated. There's also this new shop similar button that users can tap on when viewing pins, and that's going to allow them to see what they can buy while also searching for inspiration. So Pinterest is 
really doing everything I can right now to make his platform more shoppable and actionable for users. And that's one reason why Pinterest updated its Q1 guidance that beat analyst expectations, sending shares up 13%. It shared that it will be estimates for user numbers, estimating somewhere between 365 million to 367 million global monthly active users. And that's higher than the estimated 353 million. Pinterest isn't immune to the economic downturn, uh, however, while updating Q1 guidance, it also estimated that its advertising revenue for the year will see declines driven by the COVID-19 pandemic. All right, that's it for the week's main stories. Now I'm going to dive into the news quick hits where I'm going to hit other stories that happened this week at a high level that I didn't discuss earlier. So Jeff Katzenberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg, and Meg Whitman's new mobile-first streaming service, Quibi, that launched this week. As you may have heard, Quibi promises these quick-bite videos and turnstile tech that makes the platform designed for the mobile environment. Quibi has raised $1.8 billion before even launching, and that's allowed it to recruit some pretty big celebrity names for its 50 shows like Steven Spielberg and J-Lo. The question is whether this is the best time to launch a new streaming platform with people looking to kill time, or is it the worst possible time to launch with people looking to cut spending? The service costs $5 per month with ads or $8 per month without. Facebook Gaming is giving users a reason to convene virtually with the launch of tournaments. So tournaments will let people create virtual competitive tournaments in multiple formats that can be live streamed to an audience. Organizers can raise money for themselves or for relief organizations. Facebook Gaming's first to market with this feature, like the way it is specifically, so it may bring bring more streamers to the platform. Speaking of Facebook, it's getting intimate with a new app called Tuned. So this is a messaging app for couples only to send messages, share music, post photos, and share their moods. It's currently available in the U.S. and Canada. It's not the first time Facebook has gotten into the romance game. Last year, it launched a dating service. There's not much differentiating the app, but it is in line with Facebook's strategic direction to focus more on private messaging and groups. The spotlight has been put on Zoom in a big way with social distancing, and it's not as shiny as it once seemed. The app has been found to be riddled with security flaws and loopholes that Zoom is addressing as a company, but that didn't stop its shareholders from filing a class action lawsuit accusing the company of concealing the app's security vulnerabilities. Twitter is going to be more open when it comes to sharing information with advertisers, with advertisers. Up until now, users could prevent the sharing of information around ads they saw, ads they interacted with, and tracking identifiers tied to their phones. The ability to disable that sharing, it's going away. Users will still be able to limit the sharing of information like interests and web traffic, tracking. The only exception to this change is in the EU, where users will still be given the option to opt into sharing information. Their privacy laws over there, they, they give their users more control. And lastly, Spotify's ad studio product is rolling out of beta to 18 more markets. The self-serve advertising tool, it allows all advertisers to upload a script to have Spotify produce audio ads for free within 48 hours. The move, it's meant to open up Spotify to more advertisers, especially small and medium-sized businesses. All right. That's it for episode 402 of Brave Ad World. Before I let you go, I do want to hear from you. Send questions, send comments. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you don't like to braveadworld at gmail.com. And if you get a chance, please rate and review this podcast on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts or your platform of choice. It helps me know what you think and it helps others find the podcast. 
I can be found on t- Twitter at T Wigert. That's T W I E G E R T. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, stay safe. Look out for yourself. Look out for each other and have a great week. Thanks for listening. For more, check out braveadworld.com.